What up, what up, what up? Peace. This is the Fire This Time Podcast. Episode 74. And my name is Sonny Teray. And I'm Akita G. We are so happy to have y'all once again. We got a full slate of topics to talk about today, but before we get started, Aki, going to welcome the people. Welcome back, y'all. Thank y'all for joining us. Always remember, as usual, like, share, subscribe. We're on all major platforms, so check us out. Um, definitely take care of yourself out here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's been some real tricky weather. You know, we went from being super cold to being super warm. So um, definitely, you know what I'm saying, protect yourself because I know the chill is coming back. It ain't gone yet. But outside of that, we got a full day. For us today You know We're gonna talk about A lot of different things Yeah so uh, At the end of today's episode We're gonna uh, Settle in on Some news out of Colorado Related to, to Some racism Being experienced By some uh, Black farmers And landowners Out there in Colorado By you know uh, Racist white Landowners That neighbor yes. them Yeah Also uh, Some news about The uh, FBI activities and uh, Black Lives Matter protests going on in Colorado. How FBI was uh, manipulating behind the scenes, mm-hmm. uh, attempting to get people caught up on federal cases. Yeah. You know, working for the FBI. So we're gonna we're gonna get to all that. But uh, and we got a few more topics. But uh, let's start off uh, with this week's fire. We actually have some uh, big NBA news. You know. It's definitely yeah. some news that I welcome, Aki, mm-hmm. for this week's fire because the Lakers done got some uh, weapons, ha. you know, to finish up the season with and hopefully bring home a chip. Wow. You know, we're not letting this, you know, even though we're down in the standings right now, you know, I, I see a, a march up the standings with this new squad, you know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. Uh, of course, the Lakers got uh, D'Angelo Russell, uh, Vanderbilt, um... Mo Bamba and uh, you know some other pieces you know that just you know really uh, flesh out the squad and mm-hmm. you know get them ready they also got rid of uh, Russell Westbrook and uh, Patrick Beverly I was ha- I was sad to see Be- Beverly go I yeah. was also sad to see Thomas Bryant go but uh, I mean uh, we picked up uh, also uh, Malik we picked up Malik Beasley and uh, yeah man I'm, I'm real happy with Are you glad about spotted. that yeah. and for the Lakers Nation yeah. For the Lakers Nation, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it was other trades going on, too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, Phoenix got that boy. They got yeah. Durant over there. The skinny monster. Yeah. And and Luka got Kyrie. So, the, yeah. the Nets done changed up. But the Nets also got Mikael Bridges from the Suns. Yeah. Who we've seen some highlights today. And, you know, he's playing real nice. He's going to definitely get a lot bigger in that market and, uh, with the Nets. They trying to shake it up before them playoffs really get the going going. Now the rumor is that somebody offered uh, the Nets four first-round picks for Mikael Bridges. Oh wow! And they turned it down, so mm. indicating that they might be trying to build around them. But I mean, not to get off topic, but uh, the KD trade to the Suns, big, big trade. Him and CP three. They got a lot of offense. Do they got the defense? Do they got the depth? They traded away a lot of the depth. That's just you know some of the got questions. a point there too. You know, but you know those. That, I know, of course, you go say that because they. Is over there with your boys. Yeah. You got to play the Lakers. They play the Lakers at least, what, three, four times a season. Right. You know what I'm saying? Maybe even more. So Yeah, they got a game coming up, I think. Man. Yeah. See how that work out. But that would be a nice little, that would be a nice little, you know, it's going to make it interesting for the rest of the season. Definitely got some narratives. Also, I mean, we can talk about Kyrie and Luka Doncic. 
Yeah, I want to see how that work out. It's because, not- but I think it'll work out well because Luca is a half court player. Yeah. So you know, you know, what I'm saying this would be a situation of you know, what I'm saying Kyrie coming down there and he he can kill in full court and half. Mm-hmm. But I think he plays better in half. Mm-hmm. Get ready, good to do damage to his person. Boom, dish it off to Luca. Because Luca doing magic without somebody like him. Yeah. I can only imagine what he do with him. Yeah, it's going to give them both some space to work, especially they got some shooters and some defense around them. That's, that's the big question there. Do they got the shooters and the defense around them? Yeah. How much did the Mavericks have to give up? I, I had to look at that trade again, mm-hmm. see how much the Mavericks had to give up, you know, to acquire Luca in that trade. Yeah. But nah, I, I I mean right now Luca is hurt, so yeah. we're only seeing Kyrie. I know Kyrie got a, at least one win, you know, with him leading the squad over there. Yeah. So you know we'll see how that goes. I know uh, there were some other you know moves around the league. I know, uh, but th- them are the big ones. Them are the big ones. Them are the ones that's gonna make the moves. I mean, like make the names and everything yeah. like that. So you know, I mean, we'll see what it turned out to be in this last. You know, little I want to say probably quarter of the season. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that that Lakers game tonight. They play the Pelicans. You know, we need another victory. So ah, ah, we'll see what goes on. But uh, let's keep it moving, Aki. Uh, okay, we're seeing a lot of news about UFOs and and spy balloons being shot down. A lot of shit going on in the sky. Yeah, just about to say that. A lot of shit going on in the sky right now. A lot of a lot of unidentified traffic. People's driving with no license. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it just sparked a lot of different conversations, you know, and a lot of different questions. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I see, I ain't never seen no giant ass balloon besides a hot air balloon. Mm-hmm. You know, how big could this thing be? You know, uh, they say they shot it down. I don't know. I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But it seems like there's two separate type of phenomena going on. On one hand, there's the sp- Chinese spy balloons yeah that they've tracked and also ha- have shot down yeah but also there's this news of unidentified yeah. objects yeah you know that you know uh, rumors are that uh, from the pilots that have seen them and reported on them uh, you know carry some of the same characteristics that some of the FBI reports that have came out in the past year, six months. Yeah. You know, also care as far as, you know, the different type of propulsion technology and... The, and they and couldn't, it, some of them, they said they couldn't even identify if they had a propulsion technology. Exactly. And also how the, the crafts interfered with uh, our current technology. Radio so frequencies and waves and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, rumors that they could have been unmanned as well. But anyways, you know it's suspicious when they shot down. Uh, and this, again, this is this is something separate from the weather balloons, which you mm-hmm. could, you know. Uh, yeah. But for, for these objects, you know, some of them's flying at 20,000, 40,000 feet. Yeah. That can interfere with actually plane traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they they're claiming that they can't even track where it fell to, or if they shot it down, what happened to it? At least that they're not reporting on it. Well, I say, they like, say that you know uh, one one shot down near Alaska, they mm. claim that that it fell somewhere on the ice. Yeah, but and they uh, say because of weather, they haven't been able to get to it the way they want to and shit like that. Believe me, they already didn't got to it. They got that, and that's tucked off in a research lab somewhere under a desert. For all we know. You know what I'm saying? So it's a it's a it's a little tricky thing. I mean, um they said they saw they had a sighting of one over Europe too. 
um, shot it down, but nobody really spoke about what was remained of it and what they got of it. I mean, I'd be open with Negroes. You know, I'm black power, but I damn sure believe in extraterrestrials. So, you know what I'm saying? It definitely could be something out there. It could be some shit that the government just got on. It could be some propaganda. Um, Because I always feel that, you know what I'm saying, the system like to put out false propaganda to the masses to keep them occupied and distracted while they doing shit to you. And that's just how they function And that's how they operate But you know This shit been going on A little too much though People been talking about Stuff up in the clouds It's like Three stories I didn't seen so far And everything Is always popping up Um We always had rumors In this country About You know You know Area 51 And all of these Different things And stuff like that But At the reality This government You know what I'm saying you can't put a shit past them to be suppressing anything. Nah, you right on that, Aki. And, uh, yeah, definitely suspicious. And, I mean, if the switch gears and talk about the uh, the Chinese spy balloons they shot down. Yeah. Uh, man, that stuff really just, for me, smelling like propaganda specifically. Yeah. You know, the UFO shit, like, I agree. It could be part of, like, a... a a, a, a more secretive campaign to get mm-hmm. us distracted and looking at this place, you know what I'm saying, while they do something else. And because ultimately we don't know what's yeah. going on with the UFOs. Like that shit is mysterious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's but it, unidentified. It, it, it do seem to be, as far as what we know, the shit, you know, seem mysterious as hell. Yeah. But uh, on the Chinese spy balloon aspect, I think that shit is straight up propaganda. Hmm. Just in the sense that why would China China need to send over spy balloons to you know the United States when I mean, that they got, you could obviously see they got TikTok they can hack a satellite or some shit like I I doubt that you know for me it just all seemed like a narrative for Americans to get further uh, embedded within this uh, anti-China. Uh, march that American polit- I mean m- military and political me- and media machines mm-hmm. want us to get on as they march us forward into war with China well, you I know mean the, the US not us but the, U- uh, the yeah. US well I know like um, one of the things that's coming out of China is that they do use those balloons but they're weather balloons and we use some similar type of balloons here in the United States you know what I'm saying um Especially for them being on the Pacific, volcano rim, and all of that, weather is different over there. I can't, and I'm, and I don't know, but it could be a thing of like it's some stuff that they've been seeing out there, but then they didn't went out there and shot it down. And like you said, they know that it's not uh, a spy balloon, but they let the prop- they let the propaganda continue that while it they, is. And while the U.S. actually put spy balloons above its enemies there you go you know what I'm saying America actually does it and I then mean, but but I, I think you're right Aki the same type of balloons are being used by us yeah for the purpose of weather and this is this is a report I dropped in our uh, post that it, it talks about that one of the balloons that Biden ordered to be shot down was in fact uh, a weather balloon yeah. a US weather balloon yeah that uh I mean, you can either say they the U.S. either knowingly or unknowingly said was was a Chinese spy balloon. Yeah. So uh, this is uh, from uh, uh, 
this is something I came across on Twitter from Sun Dispatch is the uh, that the handle on Twitter. And of course, this is this is not an official report on mainstream like news, but uh, something to keep in mind. So you know, do your own research. But this is what it says. I back uh, this person says I back uh, Wild Weather Dan says I back uh, forecasted the latest balloon shoot down in Alaska. Based on the location and time, it tracks back uh, near the Kotzbu uh, NWS rain zone site. Did we shoot down an NWS weather balloon? I guess that's National Weather Service mm-hmm. weather balloon. There's no data for the 12C Z launch from that site, and all the rest worked. So uh, the same site where a National Weather Service balloon was previously located yeah has now uh and also the same area where this where this so-called spy balloon was shot down uh is now that the weather balloon is coming back unresponsive mm. in the system you know and the so it's so they're gonna shoot down a, nest, a national weather service balloon I, I, say, I, so I mean and from the beginning Ike, you know a, a week or two ago I was saying yeah that shit propaganda they're trying to stir up this anti-China shit I mean we, yeah I mean when it come down to it like this it's gonna be hard for me to believe that shit when I know they got satellites that can see what a motherfucker doing right now they got satellites that can see somebody walking down the street and go as detailed to be able to get as close to show you the eye color. And got the technology to be able to identify eye color, height, everything. Like facial recognition. You see all this AI shit going on? Why in the hell would somebody have to fly a balloon to spy? It makes no sense. I mean, especially... Just don't make can, no sense. You can put somebody on site with a little drone and do it much more secretively. You know, it, it just seems such like a... Uh, like a simple message that the American military media machine is trying to feed Americans. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, like fear was going on in the sky. It's, it's so it's not lost on me that at the same time we're seeing narratives of an alien attack, literally, yeah, poss- like through like possible UFOs and uh, anti like Chinese. Yeah alien type narrative Sensitive. where they're, they're spying on us and th- this this enemy that's watching up, that's watching us because I'm gonna keep it real one thing I've learned is that we don't have w- 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 if it's some extraterrestrial shit your, your beef's gonna have to be put to the side if they aggressive if they aggressive and they like we want this bitch meaning this planet the mother then yeah, we're gonna have to, uh, you know what I'm saying? They wouldn't be on no stuff like that. At the same time, something that can re- yield technology. Of course, they're gonna make it up like that. They saying they can't find it, they found it. They can't identify what it is, that means it probably ain't from here. But at, at the same time, that could be all propaganda. Like I said, I don't think nobody would be spying on somebody who got a whole satellite in the damn sky. Just don't make sense, I keep. Just don't make sense. Hmm. But, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I say keep your eyes to the sky. Uh, you know, but you may your- see some shit in the sky. No, I'm right there with you. Keep your eyes to the sky, but your ass on earth. There you go. There you go. Uh, uh, so we also got some news about uh, a chemical disaster that went down in Ohio. I keep, yeah. That we uh, we got caught up on together. Yeah. Uh, before our recording. So go on and fill the people in on that, Aki. Well, pretty much uh, in uh, New Palestine, a little town on the border of Ohio slash Pennsylvania. Um, 
a train turned over. Um, I don't know the exact reason why the train turned over, but a train turned over. And um, on the train, it was carrying very high, volatile chemicals. Um, tilted over, large, expo- large explosion. But some of those chemicals were strong enough to affect people airborne-wise. Also hitting up soil, crops, uh, waterways, and things that's in that little area right there. So pretty much you have what they've been saying is a controlled uh, chemical spread. Which we know, you know, you know, you, you, that's always just uh, cold talk when you're getting that from the feds. But on the ground, people like, you know, uh, complaining about, you know, dead animals, uh, dead livestock, dead pets. Um, being sick themselves uh, I think it's been reported so far Two deaths In this situation You know um, Now granted I'm not Too um, Familiar with New Palestine um, But And I don't know the demographics of it But This is something that sort of Really got to be paid attention to I mean When we talk about Uh Land And where people live There are communities And things like that We know far as with poor people poor people always been thrown in the shittiest parts of the land and when you speak specifically with the black community we've had numerous incidents where we've been on poison contaminated land and drinking poison contaminated water in the last 10 years so you know this is something that we got to look out for stuff like that so um, so no most definitely Aki. So uh, uh, this is from uh, a Twitter thread where I really got put on game about just how dangerous these chemicals are that mm. and, you know, the mainstream media is kind of pushing under under the rug of what's going on. Um, uh, th- and this is from a, a Twitter uh, handle uh, called Falcon Falconry Finance. Uh, but anyways, so of course, do your own research, but this is what it says. Ohio right now, that's a giant cloud of polyvinyl chloride and a ton of other bad chemicals. Mm. The local police blew it up like it's a beached whale, meaning they, they set off uh like uh, a fire to burn off the chemicals. Mm. That was the, the local police's uh attempted solution. <laughs> and, and uh now the the tweet continues. Now megatoxins are Chernobyl in Ohio mm. and there's a news blackout and the police are beating reporters and camera people and dragging them uh, and then it continues they didn't tell anyone that it's a five day evacuation which I I didn't hear about so uh, the environmental devastation will be visible from space for decades they say from this and it was carrying tons and tons of material uh, mm. So it, it attaches uh, something, a TikTok. So let's listen to this TikTok and see if it maybe can give us some more scientific language around this. Okay, then. Like really hundreds of thousands of pounds of acid in the air? Potentially. Now, ever since engineering school, I've studied a lot of industrial accidents. I just find it really fascinating. And organizations like the Chemical Safety Board, NTSB, and OSHA all have like really good reports available to the public. I think as a designer, it's really good to learn about mistakes. When looking at these kinds of industrial disasters across time, there are a couple things that are pretty universal across all of them. One, the responsible party in this case, Norfolk Southern Railway, always plays down the reality of the situation. 
Politicians also just repeat the same lines. And then news outlets just repeat the same. So all we are hearing is the responsible party's word. So what he said was definitely cogent. And also just keep in mind that these insurance companies attached to these big chemical firms, uh, they're in bed with, you know, the U.S. government through lobbyists. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to keep their program going. Right. They're just going to find another route to do it. For sure. For sure. So the threat continues, uh, you know, talking about uh, reporters being arrested by the police, mm. trying to do news on this. Wow. Uh, also news that like, what happened with the train itself, why it broke down, the company, Norfolk, chemi- the, chem- the chemical company, they or a train company I forget which one Maybe I think they're actually in bed together yeah uh, maybe the same company anyways to cut cost uh, maintenance costs they stopped doing as much regular maintenance yeah they called it a straight line yeah, right straight so, rail I should say uh, so and this la- this this tightening of the maintenance bu- budget is something that's anti-worker yeah. anti-worker safety yeah and uh, and also anti-environmental safety in this uh, regard yeah. too in this a- case as we're seeing so just as you know while they're turning over massive profits hmm. you know and uh, so I mean the water right now is poisoned I, there's videos and pictures of the fish dying reports mm. of chickens and other livestock animals dying and being affected I've seen one picture somebody had a carton of eggs that changed colors damn after it happened I was like man I don't know what's going on there but that seemed horrible I don't think you want no omelet with that Residents uh, can return. This is an NPR article. Residents can return home after crews burn chemicals and derail tanker cars. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah. That even outlets like NPR are saying residents can return home, reporting it like it's just you know regular. I mean, kind of like the TikTok guy just said, like they're gonna report the same ass lines. Mm-hmm. You know. But uh, there's some more here uh, about uh, the actual chemicals. So uh, the tweet reads, before I play this TikTok, the tweet reads, they buried the chemicals and they burned them. The land in that town and surrounding it is now worthless. And every creature that tries to live there will get cancer, will Mm. be sick. It's horrifying what they've done. It's absolutely the worst disaster for generations. Mm. Not a story. So let's let's read a little bit. Let's hear this and then learn what dioxins are. What it put out into the atmosphere are dioxins, which is different than, uh, I think, toxins as we're used to them, as a deoxin, right? So hold on, let's hear what this guy got to say real quick. So that's a lot to take in there, but we have to move on because I think this is the most important thing you need to hear. Areas of containment soil and free liquids were observed and potentially covered and or filled during reconstruction of the rail line, including portions of the trench slash burn pit that was used for the open burn of the vinyl chloride. I think you have to ask a few questions. Number one, why are you learning this from me? Why have they not released water tests since the 4th, but they've released several days of air tests? On the 5th, the EPA said that they were expecting water tests on the 7th or 8th. How much of these chemicals spilled? How much burned? Why was the track rebuilt over buried contaminants? All seem good questions to me. 
So the threat continues. Dioxins are forever chemicals. Mm. And a small amount concentrates in higher order animals like mm. people. This chemical catastrophe is absolutely going to drop life expectancy in Ohio and Pennsylvania for generations. Mm. And when animals carry it away after ingesting it, when they're ingested, uh, then so this is a Wikipedia page about dioxins. They say they're a group of chemical compounds that are persistent organic pollutants in the environment. They are mostly byproducts of burning or various industrial processes. Some of them are highly toxic. Uh, and it goes on. So, uh, vinyl, yeah, vinyl chloride once again. Chemical so, and vaporous death, in other words. So, yeah, we're seeing, I mean, reports, reports of acid rain. And uh, so, yeah, man, we're seeing uh, just how tragic the situation seems to be. You know? For, for the people and environment. Of this area And uh, you know uh, Definitely another instance Where capitalism Shows uh, It's ugly Brutal Nature Yeah I mean Hey I mean This ain't nothing new That we've seen Out of them They've been doing this For a long time You know You talking about Years and years Of cleanup that you'll have to do you pretty much have to dry the land bare um replacement people replacement business replacement infrastructure replacements um and as long as you said it's a forever chemical that makes a big difference right there you talking about a forever chemical you mean this thing ain't never going nowhere yeah that's that's what we're hearing man so yeah, hopefully, you know, uh, things take a turn for the for the right, and the people get the protection and support they need. Well, you know what? Um, I highly doubt it. They going? They did this happen on the fourth? We at the tenth. They done built over the tracks. They done buried some of the chemical uh, remains and stuff in the land. You talking about a severe case of contamination for years to come? Um, if they didn't go work on Flint like they needed to in the time period that they should have, what makes us think they're gonna do them the same? And I don't even know the uh, the black population of uh, New Palestine, but right, but they got money, all these billions, hundred billion to send to Ukraine though. Yeah, poor, yeah, exactly, hundred billion to send to Ukraine, but you know, that's you, a lot you of in, shit. You in bed with these companies? Giving them tax breaks while they cut corners to put our lives at risk because you're all getting the same bag, same money. That's what they do. So y'all the ones splitting up the pie for yourself. Same club, run together. There we go. So let, let's talk about some of this shit. Uh, how what's going down in Colorado? So we got two pieces of news coming out of Colorado. The first is we have a black rancher uh, being discriminated against. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I keep going and kind of speak about why that that, that story, uh, what what it's all about, and why it sticks out to you. I mean, uh, you know, we always talk about land, things of that such nature. Black people purchasing land, going out here owning land, being able to grow, and things of that such nature. You got a brother and his wife; they done moved out here to Cal- uh, Colorado, uh, started a, a ranch called Freedom Acres Ranch, and since they've been in Colorado. They've been dealing with a lot of racism coming from their neighbors and even the county in which they live. So one of the things that I want to do 
is let y'all hear what's been going on. Viral controversy in El Paso County involving a black rancher claiming to be terrorized by his white neighbors and others in the predominantly white neighborhood. The allegations involve trespassing, vandalism, racial slurs, brandishing weapons, and animal cruelty. And the story taking another twist yesterday when that rancher was arrested. Fox 31's Talia Cunningham has been working this story for weeks now. Joins us now with what she's been learning from both sides tonight, Talia. Well, Erica, Jeremy, Courtney, Mallory, and his wife, Nicole, were displaced in Hurricane Harvey, moving to El Paso County to start a new life. So their American dream quickly turned into a nightmare for them, telling me they've been harassed, chased, had their animals mutilated, and even more. Things escalating in recent weeks as they become more vocal online. So I talked to Courtney about three weeks ago before he was arrested, and he told me that he feared for his life. Now, we do want to warn you at home that some of this content may be considered graphic. I'm being arrested. Early Monday morning, Courtney Mallory was taken into custody. Farming while black in America. The rancher's story, one that's taken over social media. We don't want to become a hashtag. Nicole, a Marine, and her husband bought Freedom Acres Ranch in 2020. The couple claiming they face repeated acts of domestic terrorism by white residents on their own property. They say their dogs have been poisoned. Numerous farm animals have been slaughtered and gutted. Residents have been trespassing on their land, running over fence posts, burning their Black Lives Matter flags, spray painting racial slurs on their land, even waving guns at them. Photos show unknown vehicles blocking the couple's property and parking on their land. Even social media posts inquiring about pitchforks and fire sticks. Lynching us, bringing a lynching mob, having a public hanging um, fire. They were wanted to lock us in and set us ablaze. Mallory said they've called the sheriff's office countless times over the last two years, but have gotten no action or thorough investigations. It is in, in fact El Paso County Sheriff's Office that is the main reason that we do not feel safe on our property. The sheriff's office says they've investigated 19 different complaints and have responded to over 170 calls for service at Freedom Acres. In a statement, they claim the office vehemently denies all these allegations. We're watching. The world is watching. Get it right. Now a coalition pushing for social justice and the couple's safety, including the NAACP. That's ridiculous. At the end of the day, law enforcement should show up for everyone. The National Association of Real Estate Brokers. This is a direct violation of the Fair Housing Act. And the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Colorado Holiday Commission. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Courtney was arrested yesterday, charged with stalking, petty theft, and tampering with the utility meter. His wife charged with the same crimes. Now she paid a $2,000 bond and was released. However, Courtney was not. It looks like a bait switch. Activists and concerned citizens demanding answers last night, gathering at the detention center, conducting their own welfare check. Courtney appeared before a judge today and his bond was increased to $6,000 and was paid for by the NAACP. He should be out of jail at this hour. And actually just received a text. Courtney is, in fact, out of jail tonight. We've also learned that his neighbor was arrested last year for violating a restraining order that he took out against her. And surprisingly, those same neighbors filed a restraining order this morning against Courtney. There's a lot of ongoing and previous protective orders out at this time between these two neighbors. Of course, this is a story we will continue to follow right here on Fox 31. Erica. Damn. So definitely a lot going on. You see how retaliatory the racist white neighbor is and you see how uh willing they are the the police 
and I guess judicial structure there locally is willing, you know, just it's, it's some it's some clan shit. I mean, you know, um, Colorado. There's black folks in Colorado, but they normally in the major cities. Once you get out of those outskirts, you run into them good old boys. But um, that that doesn't mean anything in this situation. They bought that land. They purchased that land. They out there trying to farm. And they dealing with racism around them. And I can even just tell just the counties probably, the counties, the, the reason why the sheriff's office ain't probably getting involved in it because, hell, they probably got people that don't want them that either. That's what I'm saying. That's how the Klan was so powerful. You know, because the Klan was not just people in robes unconnected from the community. Mm -mm. These were people in the police, in the government. Yeah. Worker, you know what I'm saying? Uh, You know, true a true representation of white society was what the Klan represented. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, these are people, I'm not saying that they're actually in the Klan, but they in the Klan without the robes. Yeah. Without the official membership. They, They solidarity, they white racial solidarity in the face of some unwanted niggas in they midst. Mm-hmm. That's what we're seeing here. I mean, granted, it ain't been no major happenings going on. I, you know, we need stuff like the Not Fucking Around Coalition up there right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, in those outskirts of Colorado and those outskirt towns, man, out there in them rural places, them people, they got they, they got they, they, they been living out there and isolated for so long. You come out there and move around them, yeah. Do the new tide. So, I mean, it make you think about land and when we talk about what people need to purchase land. Well, yeah, we need to purchase land, but that also shows you need to be able to defend your land, Mm -hmm. you know, and to be able to protect your land from people who would choose to do harm to your land. You know, he talked about how he lost a cow that was worth damn near $12,000, $12,000 worth of meat right there that he could have got off that one animal. That's a person's income. And they go back to them same old tactics that they used to do back in the day. I mean, there's plenty of stories of when the Klan or... Because they don't always got to be Klan. Klan wasn't the only people who didn't like white... I mean, black people. You didn't have to be uh, in the Klan not to like black people. And been plenty of towns where those white farmers who didn't have proper, prosperous crops and stuff like that would go through there and poison people's crops, poison their wells, things of that such nature to try to sabotage what black people were doing successfully in those communities and things of that such nature. So, you know what I'm saying? This just sort of just shows the same type of opposition. Some people think, well, once we get land, we get freedom. That don't mean shit. If you can't defend your land and keep your damn self Ain't no freedom in that land. Yeah, I think uh, ultimately that's the same lesson that I take from this. You know, mm-hmm. the uh, the need for power. You know, not just land, not just uh, a, a money reparation. Mm-hmm. You know, not just uh, some type of cultural evolution, revolution. All those things are necessary and critical, but also power is at play here. Mm-hmm. As far as uh, once we get what we're searching. For, you know how are we gonna protect it? Yeah, you know, and uh, th- that's where militancy comes comes in mm-hmm. uh, ultimately. So, well, proper location, cause see, it's like this: when you move into a town that got, uh, if it's if you was moving into an area that was black already, and you bought the land from black people already, that may not be something that you would have to worry about. Mm-hmm. But when you gotta go and buy land and Hostile territory 
But you don't have the support of people there. You going in there trying to operate like you just supposed to get some special rights as a citizen. And I, I think they're coming for all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've seen a constant squeeze tighter and tighter on black control of land since yeah. we got free of slavery. Yeah. You know, and uh, our ownership of land is, is decreasing. Yeah. Especially when you think of, like, farmland and productive land, you know. Uh, and there are movements to change that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, something to keep in mind all the way. Uh, let, let's touch on this last piece of news from uh, Colorado before we get out of here, though. Uh, and that is the uh, revelation that the FBI had infiltrated Black Lives Matter uh, protest, movie ah. protest um, in, in Colorado, meaning they came in there. And on the slide, started pushing for criminal, violent acts. Mm-hmm. Uh, encouraged them, uh, helped plan them, uh, and you know, and even this particular person was one that was partnering with uh, a local white student group called YDSA, Young Democratic Socialists of America, mm. and that's what that was part of his legitimacy within the movement. That mm. was, of course, they're protesting anti-black racism. Yeah. So we're talking about white stu- white groups, you know what I'm saying, uh, being infiltrated by the FBI and negatively affecting movements. And I, let me define what I said, what I mean, because I do kind of have like uh, somewhat of a, a position here, you know, that I'm, I'm a bias that I'm stepping into this conversation with. That I want, I want your thoughts on too, Aki, because I remember when the George Floyd protests kicked off at other times but particularly then Aki and around America you saw rebellion Yeah, you know what I'm saying or, or at least what we thought and, and what d- definitely in some cases was rebellion Yeah, against conditions you know a rebellion from the black community a genuine one mm-hmm. in, cer- in certain places of course even years before George Floyd we saw that in Baltimore Yeah, uh, for sure and of course Ferguson but uh FBI going out here and doing that shit ain't nothing new. Um, J. Edgar Hoover back in the day always tried to use communism and the infiltration of communism in the United States as a tool about, you know what I'm saying, his reasoning for infiltrating organizations, black organizations. And he did the same thing for white ones too. People don't talk about that as often. If you were a white socialist organization that allied yourself with groups like the Panthers, Republic of New Africa and stuff like that, that cracker go after you too. So today's time, when you look at um sort of I don't even want to say it's influenced by communism, but in today's time of the leftist type thinking. You know what I'm saying? That was almost more leaning towards that Black Lives Matter side anyway. And yeah. now they come back in. It gives them another excuse to try to go back in at it. But it serves a dual purpose because it is also used to neutralize black rebellion. Mm. But what it shows us, too, is that a lot of times we weren't the ones starting this shit. Yeah, and that that's the point I was trying to make, Aki. It was the fact that, um, you know, black... What I saw during the George Floyd protest, at times the black community was filming white strangers yeah. to their community setting things on fire mm-hmm. during what was 
at least initially perceived as something originated from anti-blackness. Yeah. So you have white strangers to black communities showing up in black communities, you know, setting things on fire Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, acting in a way that the black community that's there, that's from there is not is not acting. And then when the black community films that as evidence, like, yo, that's not us burning that stuff up. You know, because just because they care about how things are depicted and, and, and yeah. wanting the truth depicted. Yeah. I see black nationalists, black radicals on Twitter uh, aligning with certain white radicals, you know, with mm-hmm. uh, the type that you might find in a YDSA yeah. or DSA. Yeah. Uh, the white, those white socialist type groups, mm-hmm. you know, with the idea that the black community reporting on these white strangers burning shit up in their communities, that they were being traitors to the movement. Yeah. You know that they were being uh, traitors to the the radical or rebellious nature of the movement. And man, for, and for people to understand why that's a problem, see, that that brings more heat on black people, um, and to some extent repression, because they'll go start some shit, start burning down some stuff. They think it's us, and that gives them the justifiable reason. Matter of fact, I say this: they know it ain't us, right? They'll send their own in there to burn yeah. some shit up just so they can repress us mm-hmm. in ways that they know we're not prepared for. It gives them for. the excuse. And why are we not prepared for in certain exchanges? Yeah. It's because, you know, we didn't actually cause the spark. Yeah. That uh, we... That, that popped it off. That it wasn't even done by us. Right. We wasn't even a conscious spark of it. But we're not even aware. We think that we were. We think somebody amongst us... You know, just happened to do that, you yeah. know, and that uh, yeah. that they were just in the moment. But, of course, sometimes stuff like that happens. But oftentimes, as we're seeing, as is being revealed, mm-hmm. these are a- agent provocateurs within the movement. Yeah. You know, that are that m- maybe their objective is not always to get a certain number of people locked up. Maybe it's to make the movement itself look ridiculous to the public yeah look violent and and uh, and with people and, and encourage a withdrawal of support from the movement mm-hmm. uh and yeah so i i think that's what we're, we're looking at as well i mean we've seen sort of that take place from the 70s with the um situations we had in the 70s where a lot of shootouts was taking place in the streets um Granted, we was doing the shooting in those situations because it was, you know, we was in that type of heat. But in the process of that, it dulled down the participation in the movement. And then what they did is they threw other things to neutralize the movement, like crack and all that other stuff. Well, now it's like, uh, I think they've timed how we move. They've timed us like an ebb and flow. And so, you know, now they know when to send them in and when not to send them in when to provoke and when not to provoke it's just one of those things we gotta look out for if we talking about doing a march and a protest and somebody in the room talking about burning some shit down get them out of there get them out of there and watch him cause he can be a sabotager to your movement you know um it's just one of those things that it ain't nothing new. But at the same time, it's like, damn, y'all still doing this shit. Mm-hmm. 
you still doing this shit. They playing the FBI. The, the one of the first agents they ever put in a in an organization was on Booker T. Washington. Mm-hmm. And they've been putting them in every black organization ever since. Yeah. And you're right. You know, it's their script, and they stick into their script. And we just got to be more. The the awareness of that got to be more common. That got to be more about. That got to be included in the common sense. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's and it's not as much as it need to be. So. You know, with that, I think that pretty much concludes what we're trying to tackle today. You know, gave y'all a solid 45, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, we're going to catch y'all episode 75 uh, next week. And, uh, yeah, keep that fire burning. All right, peace. Peace.